You heard that safe drivers get rewarded with Snapshot from Progressive, so you went online to check it out. But then you saw an ad for a vintage baseball cap, and now you find yourself checking the stats of that team's second baseman in 97, wondering why his stolen base total dropped after his rookie season. Wonder how much his rookie card is worth. Yes, they said it was easy to save money with Snapshot from Progressive, but they forgot about the rest of the Internet. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California, North Carolina, or from all agents. Hey guys, welcome. It's time for this week's episode of the Inside Line Formula One podcast. Uh, my name is Mithila and I am here on this podcast as usual every single week. Hi, my name is Kunal and I am also on this podcast every single week. I think of myself as Mithila's core driver on the Inside Line F1 podcast. And uh, the podcast has been around since 2011 and we've actually now crossed a million lifetime listens already. Wow. Yes. Thank you very much for sharing our passion for your listens, for your comments and everything that's helped us grow. Awesome. And guys, we're going to soon be rebranding our channel. And we have some exciting new creatives in place for our podcast. And like we were telling you all before, if you all want a sneak peek, before we actually take these creatives live next week, write to us via our Facebook page and we'll be happy to make that happen. Yeah, it's easy to guess that we are the Inside Line F1 podcast on Facebook as well. <laughs> okay, yeah. So Kunal, we got lucky a second time. So last week, we almost recorded a few hours before the Australian Grand Prix was cancelled. Thank and, God, right? Yeah, yeah, and then this week, we recorded just when, you know, the news was uh, breaking that the Dutch... Spanish and Monaco Grand Prix were to be cancelled. And then they, of course, announced that the virtual Grand Prix series uh, was to replace all the postponed or cancelled races. And I just don't know why Formula One doesn't sort of announce everything at one shot, you know, because we'd hate to talk about something new only to know that, hey, a couple of hours later, the communication has changed, the plans have changed, right? True. But But credit where it's due, Formula One reacted late or way too late for the Australian Grand Prix. But it's been very sensible of them to react this early for, uh, you know, those three races that have now been announced as postponed or cancelled. Or at least Monaco, I know, is cancelled. Absolutely. And Kunal, I think we're now seeing very professional decision making from Formula One. Woo! Finally. Yes. <laughs> Slam dunk, right? And uh, uh, frankly, the decision to cancel races till May, you know, also allows Formula One to sort of focus on settling the season uh, for June or after, if and whatever is possible. I think it's very smart to not fight the coronavirus fire right now when it's most intense across Europe, across the world. And uh, the big question on everyone's mind is, will there be a Formula One season at all in 2020? Or uh, will 2020 be a fully virtual Grand Prix series season? We have no clue. Uh, you know, the prospects of just watching drivers racing is fun. We'd watch it on TV. Now we'll watch it on YouTube, right? But I assume this is going to be the most discussed topic in... Or these are going to be the most discussed topics in this episode and over the next couple of weeks awesome. anyway. I was just waiting for you to finish so I could just jump in and ask, Kunal, is that the theme we're going to be talking about this episode? No, wait. We've actually skipped, uh, you know, the, the, the main segment, which is uh, what's the one thing you'd want for our listeners to know about you. We actually missed that <laughs> a last couple of episodes. 
It's on to you. I actually remembered every time. Every time we'd sit down to record, I would wonder, would you be asking me that question? And I'd make a mental note of what to answer. Uh, but then you wouldn't ask me and I wouldn't remind you, you know, because it's your job to remember. Okay, well, <laughs> I feel even more stupid now, but thank you. But what's your answer for this episode? I won't go retrospective okay, on you. Okay, thank right? God. Okay, so one fun thing about me is I love dogs. I absolutely love dogs. Uh, but I'd rather play with other people's dogs, you know. I don't want my own dog. Um, so it's, it's okay if I get a dog and you play with it, you mean? Yeah, I could be your co-pet owner. <laughs> no, <Yeah>. actually, no. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> but you know, Kunal, it's not about the responsibility. It's just that uh, having a dog, especially, it's like a full-time uh, job in a way. You know, it's about the limitations that come and, you know, you can't be away for too long and... I love to travel. So all of those things, got to yeah. keep them in mind. I love dogs. Yes. I think we'll get a dog one day. We'll have a dog appear on the Inside Line F1 podcast <laughs> as well. I don't think that's a bad idea necessarily. We can take the dog to the races. <laughs> yeah. In fact, guys, we were supposed to travel to the Dutch Grand Prix in May. And, um, you know, that's obviously cancelled. So it is a pity. But hopefully we'll be there soon enough. Yeah. I mean, it's a bit of a shame, I think, that we couldn't go. Because I was so counting on Formula 1 hosting the season opener for 2020 in the Netherlands at Sandford in front of, uh, you know, the Max Verstappen crazy fans. And actually watching Max Verstappen clinch victory. You know, the celebrations would have been absolutely epic. Now that's one party I would have loved to be part of. But Kunal, I know you're talking a lot, but you are not, um, you're not getting away. And I have to ask you now, what's your one fun fact to share with our listeners? I am a dog person. I don't mind the chores. But ever since my brother, uh, you know, he, he has a pet cat. Ever since he got his pet cat, I've turned into a cat lover as well. I think they're amazingly mysterious. I will tell you, speaking of mysterious, what is a mystery? Kunal, I'm wondering if the 2020 Formula One season, uh, I think that's the biggest mystery there is in our life, right? Is it going to happen? How is it going to happen? Well, the other mystery in our lives is Sebastian Vettel. Will he renew with Ferrari or will he move to McLaren? Or even Renault? Yeah, everyone is throwing, uh, you know, their hat in the higher Vettel ring. And that's a little surprising. Maybe he'll just join our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, since you... <laughs> I think Sebastian Vettel would join our show if it was on live radio and not a podcast. Because that's what they used to do back in the 80s. That's where he draws 90s. the line. Too technologically advanced. Yes. Mm-hmm. This could actually be our second topic of discussion. Vettel's future and what we know about it uh, all till date. Awesome. And I really want to discuss the whole anticlimax of the Ferrari FIA power unit saga. Okay, so we talk about that as well. So let's dive right in, guys. Yes. And while diving in, guys, remember to subscribe to us. We call the Inside Line F1 podcast. Of course, you guys know that by now. But just search for the Inside Line F1 podcast on whatever audio streaming app you use. We are everywhere on the Internet. And in fact, uh, you know, our latest marketing analytics report indicates that nearly 25% of our monthly listeners are non-subscribers. So for all of you who are listening but haven't subscribed, you guys know what to do. Just try our channel for a few months and we promise not to disappoint you. In fact, we even talk about pets and you know how popular pet channels have become on social media. <laughs> awesome. So Kunal, now if you're done with that, I am still waiting at the edge of my diving board to dive into dive the topic for this right week. in. Okay, great. So, Ferrari. Ferrari, they're under lockdown and the factory is shut till the end of March at least. 
Uh, so Kunal, we know that the first seven races of the season have been cancelled. Uh, and for those of you who want the list, here it goes. There's Australia, Bahrain, China, Vietnam, yes, uh, the Netherlands, Spain, and Monaco all cancelled. I was actually just waiting for you to show off. I know you memorized the calendar pretty much every single year, and you've memorized it for 2020 as well. And uh, do you remember most of the races as well? Or <laughs> Since just... we're now going to show off, I'm going to continue Azerbaijan, Canada, okay. France. <laughs> okay, that's it. Thank you. Okay, I'm going to change the question. Are you able to, you know, answer it the other way? Which month is the British Grand Prix in? Could I? You realize that remembering the month is actually easier. Well, okay. it is easier. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so here's the truth that. None of anyone's memorized calendar will hold good for 2020, right? So, you don't say. <laughs> well, I am seriously beginning to question how much of a season we will have after all. To be very honest, given all the developments, I'm happy to wait and be patient and see what comes. That's true because you know, adding to Ferrari's shutdown, uh, McLaren's members they're in quarantine, and then there are unconfirmed cases of a Mercedes and a Pirelli engineer. Who've tested positive for coronavirus? I really hope everyone is in good health before we even think yeah. of resuming our lives in the world of motorsport. Exactly, it makes complete sense to just pause things and then resume with all of this later. And uh, I'm also in agreement with you know sort of bringing forward the summer break and try and bring us as many races in 2020 in like the second half of the season. It's crazy, right? We never saw this coming because in 2020, Formula One is not going to have a summer break, but we're going to have a spring break. Well, okay, yes, it's, yeah. Since you like the, the it sounds weather, like teenagers the... in Miami partying it up. Spring break, <laughs> woohoo! Yeah, okay. I didn't know we were so weather specific, but yes, we're going to call it the spring break. Uh, it is a bit unfair to team personnel, I believe, because you know this break was actually put in the calendar for them so they could spend time with their families, travel for holidays. During the European summer and and so on, uh, but while the team personnel you know wouldn't benefit from a spring break, I think it's a good idea for Formula One to try and enforce that the teams uh, take their breaks now when you know anyway everything is on a forced lockdown and sort of open up the month of August to host races if the virus is of course contained by them. Well, I get this feeling that the second half of 2020 is just totally going to make up for all the races that we miss in the first half. That is my prediction, at least. Let's really hope so. Let's hope that your words come true. And you know, now that I think of it, every single one of us would absolutely love that. So this is the longest off season in history. We are very, you know, very proud that we keep saying that. But could we have like the most cramped season in history coming up in the second? <laughs> More half races of- per. Uh- Period. Per per weekend. Yeah. No, no, you can't. <laughs> no, no, yeah. no. More more races per. Yeah. Per period. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's what we could call it, right? And uh, there's uh, there's also another reason why I want to talk about why the spring break makes sense, and that's for the sense of competition, because you know we all know that Ferrari have been forced to shut down their factory uh, for a reason beyond their control. And uh, the the spring break will sort of try to counter the advantage the other teams would have over Ferrari if they had you know an advantage whatsoever because pretty much everyone's working from home and remotely and I don't know how much of a car you can design while all your engineers are sitting away on not the fastest computers available to them and so on and so forth. Right? Yeah, and in fact, the shutdown period has been increased from 14 days to 21 days in 2020. And this has been approved and passed by the FIA. Yes, uh, it seems all like a fair play, a concept which is otherwise alien 
to the world of Formula One. <laughs> oh, burn. Yes. And uh, to enable as many races in 2020, there's also talks of, you know, two triple header weekends and there's talks of racing going all the way into December and maybe even into early 2021 and so on. And I like the fact that Liberty Media is doing all they can to host as many races because that's where everyone makes money, including us, right? So including why us. not? And uh, the other in, in important update that everyone should know is that the teams have allowed the FIA and Formula One to decide the calendar for 2020 without their prior approvals. That's really, really interesting. Because, you know, for once, Kunal, I am seeing Formula One coming together as a unit. And it feels like they've kept their personal agendas aside. And, you know, they're like, let's do this for the sport and the fans. And and, uh, either way, let's remember that for 2020 to be called a world championship, a minimum of eight races need to happen. Yes. Yeah. Can you believe it? Kunal, we're delivering nearly three times the number of races actually required for a championship season. (laughs) And it still might not happen. (laughs) Well, talk of excesses, but that's how it is in the world of Formula One. I believe that uh, the television contracts require a minimum of 15 races to be hosted in the season. So we'll see where all of that goes. The other interesting caveat here to remember is that Liberty Media, uh, their rights extend towards world championship races and not non-world championship races. So if there are lesser races, you don't really know if they have the commercial agreement. So unprecedented times, unprecedented decisions and unprecedented logic. So we'll see where all of That's that goes. That's very interesting. Let's see how it goes. Anyway, eight cars, uh, eight races and 12 cars. That's the number that Ross Braun mentioned. Uh, and he said that the provision could be made to race with less than 12 cars also, you know, in case some of the teams are unable to make it. You know, the sound of it just seems a little unfair, to be honest. Uh, but I guess if it comes to a point where a few teams have to be ignored for the benefit of the entire uh, business of Formula One, I'm sure they'll they'll make a wise decision coming, you know, coming to such a situation like that, right? But my bigger concern is if we have fewer teams competing, will the championship still be considered credible by Formula One's standards? And Kunal, it could be worse in the case of the driver's championship because, you know, imagine if a driver's uh, championship victory is just not celebrated as much if all his uh, rivals are not able to show up, you know, if it's not a fair fight, supposedly. Yeah, and like I said, you know, if there are lesser than eight races, basically we could have a non-world championship season and say Lewis Hamilton wins all of those seven races, it actually wouldn't be counted as his seventh world title. So lots of crazy things that could just happen in 2020 yet. Unbelievable. And if, for example, Verstappen or Leclerc or someone else wins, the count won't be in the world championship column. You know, that's, that's, I don't know, astounding to me. Yes. Anyway, it's crazy, the impact of this virus. But guys, we hope that y'all are staying at home, isolating and not spreading the uh, virus and just listening to all our episodes. Yes, in fact, stay at home and keep listening to us. I, I would, I can actually say that all our episodes from the off season are still absolutely valid to listen to. Given the delayed start to the season, literally none of our previous uh, content has died its death. Exactly. And guys, the Inside Line Parody Awards. Uh, that was one of the most fun episodes, I think, that we've recorded uh, in recent times. My and, most fun episode yeah. was when we made a list of eight drivers who would... Uh, who would fail to win a world championship even oh, if they race the Mercedes car, right? That was a so damn good one. Guys, go and tune into as many of them as you can and 
Let us know how you like Binge it. Binge listen to us. <laughs> anyway, could also uh, the economic damage Formula One could suffer, you know, because of countries pulling out of hosting races and, uh, you know, probably because those countries could spend the millions in better ways like, you know, welfare. Yeah, you never know if this could be the case as well, the after effects of the virus. And, uh, you know, we're already seeing how a few Formula One teams are helping build more ventilators to help fight the battle against the virus and so on. But, you know, Mithila, there's also a counterpoint to this, like for a country to indicate that they're all clear, uh, you know, and over the virus's impact and that they're ready for tourism. Could they, you know, use the platform of Formula One to make such a global statement by hosting a race? That's a good point, Kunal. I think time will tell what's going to happen. Right. So up next is discussing the virtual Grand Prix series, which has been recently announced and like all of you, I'm very eager to tune in, uh, you know, to the virtual races when they happen, uh, which is pretty much for uh, the, the next six races since we missed Australia, right? So all the way from Bahrain till Monaco, uh, that's till the end of May, we're going to have virtual Grand Prix races that hosted by Formula One themselves. It's insane, right? Like, it feels like the future of motorsport is here already. So you have all drivers and simulators and all of us, and we're going to tune into, like, a live streaming service. It just feels so futuristic. It's so exciting. The future shouldn't come so soon already. (laughs) I'm too used to everything happening in the real world. I know, and all of us were thinking of, like, 2021 as a turning point, but it just feels like 2020 has really pulled one out of the bag. But this is what 2020 had in store, you know, because it was like the, the ignored child because everyone was so looking forward to 2021 and then suddenly 2020 is like dude give me attention (laughs) yes this is what i'm gonna do right yeah but But, uh, more on the virtual grand prix series at the moment not all drivers have uh, confirmed racing uh, in the in you know in the virtual world and when i say all drivers i mean all the drivers who would have actually raced in the real races right but i think it's a great step forward from formula one to capture the fan interest in the in the longest off season in the history of the sport and the best thing is that this is the safest way to host motorsport in these times you know the risks are so minimal yeah and kunal i can't believe it that formula 1's 70th season could be virtual and uh, i mean let's hope all of it isn't so we can gradually <laughs> yeah. transition into this I, I want a hybrid season i don't mind that you know yeah <laughs> hybrid turbo era has a hybrid season but the fact is the provision has been made to have all cancelled races added to the virtual grand prix series so uh, guys remember of course there are no championship points to be collected this is purely for fun and entertainment but it's going to be really interesting yeah and finally via the virtual grand prix series we will actually have drivers competing in equal cars and to me that is the absolute delight of the this plan you know it's it's something we don't almost never see in the world of formula 1 uh, drivers competing in equal cars And uh, Max Verstappen has gone on and on about how Lewis Hamilton has been winning as much because he's in a Mercedes. So let's really see how it all stacks up in the world of virtual racing, at least. True. This is assuming that Lewis Hamilton does compete because I'm certain that Verstappen and Lando Norris, actually, they're going to be like the first ones to sign up. Yeah. And uh, in the virtual Grand Prix series or the virtual GP, as we should just call it, you know, uh, drivers will be allowed to use uh, assists the software assists that you get for braking traction control and in fact even vehicle damage would be reduced so you know formula one is 
making it easier for all those drivers who don't compete regularly in the virtual world right so yeah and i'm also going to be looking at the virtual grand prix for other interesting things like for example what new excuses can drivers find when they screw up what could lance stroll's <laughs> excuse be for still being eliminated in yeah. q1 right or for example is helmut marko going to use the virtual grand prix to look for max verstappen's next teammate you never know you never know <laughs> yeah i even actually miss uh, you know the virtual pit wall uh the the influence of race strategies and even radio messages okay but uh, above all that we should probably just admit that this is a great way to sort of keep us engaged and entertained and i'm eager to see how it all turns out Osman by the way Kunal there's this safe hands challenge doing the rounds of social media and the first driver to pop up uh, on my feed participating in that was none other than Romain Grosjean And uh, yeah, yeah, I was so surprised, but he participated and he tagged uh, Jean Todt. I remember. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I think it was Lewis Hamilton to take forward the challenge. I know he didn't tag Kevin Magnussen. Okay, <laughs> nothing safe in that. <laughs> but guys, if you really want to bug Kunal, uh, just go and tag him to oh, your God. safe hands challenge. If there's one thing that annoys no. him. More than anything else in the world, it's the uh, you know social display of such common sense. No, you're evil. You know that. Unleash it, guys. This this is how Magnuson feels or would feel if Groshaw actually tagged him. <laughs> Just wondering why on earth is is my co-host being so evil with me, right? But okay, I have already taken up the challenge. Just so you guys know, but you'll never see a video of me washing hands. on any of my social media channels fine then let's just move on kunal so much for being a sport uh, i think the other big news that came in was that the uh, rule changes for 2021 uh, teams unanimously agreed that they should be pushed to 2022 i agree yeah. that's a smart decision and you know it's unbelievable that the uh, virus has already impacted three seasons in formula 1 so obviously 2020 because it's like uh, pushed the whole calendar all over the place and uh in 2021 obviously uh for not giving us the new rules and then 2022 because suddenly we have to wait till 2022 for that better racing that we've been promised exactly can you just imagine liberty media's luck ever since they bought formula 1 right they've been banking on the 2021 rule changes to sort of bring glory back to the sport and so on right and uh just when we wanted to get rid of these high downforce spe- specification cars we realized that they're going to be around for one more season right and uh, a lot of clarifications that i expect will come in the next week is if mclaren will still continue using renault engines in 2021 because guys remember they were going to switch to uh you know mercedes engines next year and while it's easy to assume that the switch may still happen uh one big uh, decision that's also been made is that the chassis from 2020 is what will be used in 2021 and it's not as easy to just remove the renault engine and put in a mercedes engine so just one of the many clarifications that we will hope uh, to see in the next uh, uh you know few weeks to t- weeks uh, to come also whether pirelli will still move to the 18 inch tire so lots of considerations you know right uh, all very pertinent questions yeah so all these technical you know issues will gets answered in the time to come liberty media has a lot of time uh, at their hands right but i must say that the postponement of the new rules works against their plans uh you know for formula 1 but you know in these unprecedented unprecedented times it's it's probably a smart decision and i say this for two reasons right 
First is that the teams don't have to work on dual programs in 2020. Uh, it's a cost-saving measure because, you know, uh, everyone's not going to be blowing exactly. millions building cars, season, yeah. right? And the second is the other economic impact, uh, you know, of the virus that will have on world and corporate economies and could sponsors just pull out of Formula One sponsorships, you know? So it's better to be prepared now for such impacts over the next 18, 24 months. So true. And cancelled races, they mean lesser earnings for the team. So we know that seven races have already been cancelled this season. So that's almost a third of the season wiped out. Yeah, and uh, six out of these seven races actually pay a race hosting fee because Monaco gets onto the calendar for free, like you guys already know. Yeah, I think all in all, looking at all this, the only silly decision Formula One's made in the last many weeks... Seems to be Australia. But no, guys, we're not going to dissect that any further. We had a long, long, long rant about it on our uh, episode. Yeah. A couple of weeks ago. Yes, but I actually have three good pieces of news that came out of my follow-up of, uh, you know, the Australian Grand Prix and the cancellation, right? So the first is that rival teams actually helped McLaren pack up. And, uh, you know, that's a good sign because... We all know what happened to the McLaren team members. They're still under quarantine, right? And although I'm not sure if the rival team members actually had a few cameras go in to photograph the McLaren car and the underneath. But that's (laughs) that's a joke for another day, right? The second piece of good news was that all the food that was prepared for the Australian Grand Prix was given away to the needy people. Oh, thank God. I was wondering if it would just be like, you know, thrown away. But I'm glad that at least some people benefited from the cancellation of the race. Absolutely, right? And uh, there were 1,800 unused Pirelli tyres from Australia. And they will actually be reused for producing fuel. That's what Pirelli has confirmed. So, some positive news coming out. Thank you. That's like uh, the silver lining in this otherwise glum period for the sport. But at least a few things are going right. Yes, it is. Yes. Okay, so I think the next point we should talk about is Sebastian Vettel. Um, so, uh, you know, when it came to discussing his next move in Formula One, um, he said, when does the money get enough? Never, right? Yeah. And <laughs> everyone's wondering whether he'll renew with Ferrari or he's going to switch and go somewhere else. And Kunal, at this moment, I think every team worth their salt, they're all interested in Sebastian Vettel and uh, McLaren. I think that's the most interesting option. Why do you think Renault is not an interesting option, Mithila? I mean, they work hard enough as well. (laughs) I reserve my comment for another day. But, you know, what's interesting to me is that Sebastian Vettel seems to be treading the exact same path that Fernando Alonso did not too long ago. And we all know how that turned out for him. Especially the whole Ferrari and after Ferrari aftermath, right? Exactly. Like, I am aware that Alonso had a Honda engine, you know, and uh, Vettel will probably have the Mercedes engine. uh, But it's still eerily similar, right? Yeah. And then the question is, who would go to Ferrari? Would it be Daniel Ricciardo from Renault? In which case, will Sainz go back to Renault? Or will it be Lando Norris? And I wouldn't understand why McLaren would let go of Lando Norris. So lots of moving pieces, as always, we'll never know. But the delayed uh, start to 2020 also means that Ferrari and Vettel will, of course, not make a decision by May because there are no races till May, right? And I hope that Vettel's virtual racing performance is not a you know a performance barometer for him, <laughs> right? And I'm also remembered that you know in the same Vettel interview. Uh, He cited uh, Kimi Raikkonen as an example and he said that, you know, Kimi knows that he won't 
fight for wins with Alfa Romeo, but he's having a good time. And that's probably not a bad example for him to follow. That's a great example. Yeah. But uh, here's a crazy one. Absolutely out of whack. And uh, I'm going to say that Kimi Raikkonen could retire at the end of 2020. Just wait, (gasps) wait, wait, wait. Uh, Raikkonen to retire at the end of 2020. Uh, Fettel to Pato. Mick Schumacher and Alfa Romeo from 2021. Because as you guys know, Mick needs a driver, coach or mentor. And Fettel would be like the perfect one for him to have. Just the way he had Mick's father, Michael, when he was sort of growing through the ranks. Yeah, I see where you're going. Because someone's going to partner uh, Mick at Alfa Romeo in 2021. And I think we all just have to wait and watch who it's going to be after all. Yep. And by the way, speaking of the Raikkonens, I saw on social media that Robin Raikkonen, he was already in the simulator. Kunal, can you believe it? It's like Raikkonen is already preparing for us, his fans, to deal with, you know, the void that his retirement leaves. Yeah, that's all I think about all the time. Raikkonen and his retirement. I have no idea. (laughs) That's like the one thing you keep tracking. But well, you got to cope with it when it happens. I'm pretty sure about that. Because you talk about it like every second or third episode. I know, but it just feels like it's closer than it's ever been before you know that that possible retirement but I have a point so if 2020 since the start of the season is delayed uh, Raikkonen's retirement is delayed as well in the world (laughs) of F1 so Uh, or maybe if the races get cancelled that means his retirement is only that many races closer well, whichever way you think Ooh. of it, right? So, okay, on to, on to the final point wait, of this. Wait, wait, wait. I have like a mini point to add here. Uh, Lando Norris. Kunal, can you believe that his eSport race, uh, when it happened, he actually thought that the formation lap was the start of the race. Yes, oh God. And he zoomed past like 14 cars or something before he realized that, oops, I made a mistake. Thank heavens it was in the not the Australian Grand Prix race and not at the Australian Grand Prix itself. If you get the difference, I, I know it's a tongue twister. <laughs> it's it's right? funny. <laughs> anyway, what's your final point? My final point, it seems uh, that Mercedes have pulled out of the battle between all other teams and the FIA and Ferrari. Uh, this is with regards to the legality of Ferrari's power unit in 2019. And it's strange that they pulled out. Yeah, it, It's also true that Bernie Ecclestone's basically been instigating the teams to sue the FIA for prize money. Yeah, and this is after instigating the other teams, you know. Uh, it seems like uh, Mercedes has just conveniently left the fight. Uh, you know, they actually remind me of some of those kids from school who we've all had, you know, who seldom fight, but they're happy to get others to fight and sort of just sit back and enjoy the show. And I really hope Mercedes is not doing <laughs> that. Was that you? I wouldn't know because I was always the moderator, but you seem to be talking from experience. Yeah, I was always the one ready for a fight. Right? <laughs> there you go. Let's do it. Always at the front of the battle lines. Right? I'm not surprised at all. Yes. Uh, but, you know, if you were like the moderator, you were actually like the FIA. Back oh, in- God. <laughs> but no, I play to my favorites. <laughs> you do? So who's your favorite? Apart from Kimi Raikkonen. You know. Why do you ask if you know? Okay. So as we bring this episode to a close, here's a few messages uh, we've received from our listeners over the last few days. Elaine Jones, thank you very much for your email. Yes, like all of you, uh, like 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 you, we are all waiting for the start to the 2020 Formula One season. Uh, Jason, thank you so much for sending a picture of your go-kart uh, over our Facebook page. And it's very cool if your Finnish mother is like Kimi Raikkonen. Yes, 
I'm going to go racing with Jason at some point because he races all across Europe and the UK is what he said. So That is awesome. Jason, you'll hear from us soon, right? Or if you're in Oslo, we can go karting together. Awesome. And uh, Lee D.Y., yes, we do make fun of Renault and Cyril and also um, the French pronunciation of his name. Which we occasionally is, struggle. <laughs> but now I know that the closest that us non-French speakers can get to the correct pronunciation is Cyril Abitabol. I hope I said that right. I have if not, no just tell us again, Lee. <laughs> yes. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll be back in a few days' time. Keep listening, stay safe, and wash your hands. Keep racing! your attic fully covered means fully insulated if you can see your rafters you're losing heat and money but with the home depot it's easy to add blow-in insulation yourself in just a few hours and you'll save up to 15 percent on heating and cooling costs for years to come winter temps are here so are winter heating bills are you covered right now get a free blow-in machine rental when you purchase 10 bags or more of select blow-in insulation only at the home depot how doers get more done